This is the Blaze Radio On Demand. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. Then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. So Ted Cruz is our Iowa winner. That was something that was very much in doubt as of yesterday at this time. Yeah, I got in my head I would have uh, been shot. I would have I would have thought he was going to lose. Really? I mean, I knew there was, you know, I looked at that polling a lot. I, you know, went back and forth on it. I mean, I think he uh, had really good underlying numbers, but partially because I <coughs> things that I want to happen like that don't happen. Yeah, um, and we've I been burned so many times. Yeah, yeah. been burned so many times. As an Eagles fan, this uh, this is how you start to believe. Mm-hmm. Like, you really want the Eagles fan, <laughs> the Eagles to win the Super Bowl, but they it. don't win. So after a while, you just start to believe it will never happen. Mm-hmm. And the only reason, like, no matter what you do, they're always going to lose. So you start thinking, like, if I want something that much, it can't happen. And I really wanted Ted Cruz to win last night. Mm-hmm. Uh, Me and too. he did. And it was very, it was it was as if it was a Super Bowl victory. Oh my gosh! I I well, screamed and then I I cried, and then we prayed and uh, it was it, it was a great night. And I you know I went to bed thinking uh, you know because for the last week I've been really concerned about the race and and all the polls that have shown Trump ahead uh, and and there's been this thing hanging over me the whole week because uh, if he doesn't win in Iowa. He's not going to win, right? If he loses Iowa and then New Hampshire, it's probably over for Ted Cruz. 
And and so to have that lifted off last night, oh, that was just a much better sleep than normal. Yeah, um, and, and look, the path is not an easy one. It's still not. Still, it's I still mean, not. It's it's easy to kind of get hung up in this thing where like you're excited you won, and now all of a sudden he's gonna he's right. gonna be victorious. Yeah, um, and hopefully not, he will be. But you're right, there's a long road ahead, yeah. and and a lot of lies to have to counter from Marco Rubio especially. Uh, Rubio is lying about him like crazy. And and they got these the super PAC money all directed against him, mm-hmm. and they're hammering his flip flop on immigration, which didn't happen. They're hammering his his change on ethanol, which didn't happen. No, he wanted ethanol subsidies gone. Now he wants ethanol subsidies gone. It's just going to take a little bit longer. <laughs> yeah, he just gave. Yeah, he tried to make the the transition. A yeah, he tried easier. to make the. He tried to soften the transition. <laughs> mm-hmm. I mean, he stuck with that despite the fact and that one. so many Iowa voters want those subsidies to continue because it's, you know, it's good for them personally, uh, and yet he stuck to his guns and he he won anyway. Yeah. Now Donald Trump is you know, he's less an obstacle now, um, but. This is not a shocking result as if as of a few weeks ago. I mean, Cruz, you know, a month ago, Cruz was winning and and this would have been exactly what you would have expected. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think um, the idea that he came back from it looked like he was going to lose and Cruz won is, a, is good for Cruz. Rubio had a better third place showing than was expected. He was closer to the to the top two than was expected. So he gets a bump out of there. But it's possible that Rubio goes into uh, New Hampshire um, beats Trump, and then it's over for Trump. It's done. He's done. And I think that's, a, you know, I wouldn't say it's, you know, uh, better than 50%, but it's definitely possible. And I'm surprised right now Marco Rubio is 4-1 to one odds uh, to win New Hampshire. Now, he hasn't shown nothing in polling that would make you believe he's going to win New Hampshire. However, after that win, or after that third-place victory, after Trump not winning, you think he might get a i got to tell you, I'm still, you know, and I, I think I mentioned this on, on the radio show, but I, I'm a little perplexed by the Marco Rubio th- celebration here. Yeah. He was predicted to finish third. He did finish third. Where's the big game well, for Marco? I mean, he almost beat Trump, but that says more about Trump's collapse, I think, but I think than it, it does Rubio showing. I mean, look, look at this. This is, uh, let me give you the last polls of uh, Iowa. Um, Rubio was at uh, 18, 13, 14, 15, 17, 19, 22. So, you know, he had his average poll, let's looking at the averages here, he was uh, at, uh, on January 21st, which is, you know, not too long ago, only, you know, 10 days ago, um, he was at 11.4% on average, um, actually dropped to 109 on January 22nd and finished with 23 so he went from 10.9 to 23 in 10 days. Yeah. That's a good surge. I guess. Now, it's more. I think it's more mm-hmm. of a, a statement on Trump not being as strong. Remember, Trump mm-hmm. was polling um, uh, as of January 25th, you know, a week ago, was at 34% on average, and he finished with 24%. He really underperformed wow. his polling wow. um, in a significant way. Um, now, it's interesting to find out what is the cause of that, and we're never going to be able to split it out officially. Uh, but he did skip that last debate which may have cost him. I mean, that may have hurt him. Um, you know, he, it's one of those things where you, if you try 20 different crazy things, you never know which one's at fault when you lose. Mm-hmm. And he's tried so many crazy things, done the wrong thing so many times, you know, as, as traditional people would look at it, 
who run campaigns, who knows what cost him here. But it's a bad loss. As I said yesterday, this would be a giant choke if he were to lose it. Yep. Um, and I think that's what happened. And he did. He mm -hmm. choked. So good. I mean, that's great. Uh, he had an interesting speech at the end of the night uh, that kind of surprised me because he was more humble in that than he has been, although he started trumpeting the polls again, as he always does. The polls in Iowa all show me up big by double digits. I'm up by 400 points. His, his average lead, though, to be fair, is 22 points in New Hampshire. 22 is his yeah, that's average. Yeah, a lot. It's a lot of points to fall apart I mean, in They could days. be completely wrong, just but like they, they were wrong. in Iowa. And I think there's a good chance. I mean, it's not going to be a 22-point uh, win, I can tell you that. Yeah. Look, when he first started this whole thing, he said, look, I, you'd be lucky to be in the top 10. And they, and I, they told me, no. That, that pissed me no, off. No, Donald. That pissed you, me you, off. You'd do much better I, than that. And you knew he'd do that. He had to do, <laughs> he had to do some Trumpification <laughs> there. so good. And he did. Yeah. He did that. And the, his Trumpification <laughs> in this case was, yeah, well, I finished second, but everybody said I wouldn't finish in the top 300. Is it top 10? Was it as they, actual yeah. they Shut said, up. Who said that? They said that I wouldn't even finish. There'd be people who weren't running who would finish ahead of me. <laughs> they said there'd be writing names. I know from, people in Iowa. They like me. They, they, yeah, uh, that's what I said. And, and I might buy a farm there, I said. And I uh, like it. And <laughs> I think I'll do okay. And I did. Stupid it's so stupid. And nobody, nobody in the world said he wouldn't finish top 10. Nobody. Uh, nobody. Nobody. <laughs> nobody. I mean, so if they did, they don't work for him anymore yeah, yeah. No kidding and especially when day. you're polling number one i mean come on <laughs> um come on do you want to hear trump's reaction he's been on twitter all morning okay um, oh, at least for the last uh, hour or so he said my experience in iowa was a great one i started out with all the experts saying i couldn't do well there and ended up in second place nice now what happened to uh, and by the way he is in the douche hall of fame. in fact more than that he is the grand nozzle of the douche hall of fame <laughs> um but he uh you know he's always been mr everyone was retweeting last night that he said uh, he put up a quote nobody remembers second place yeah and he put that up there so everyone retweeted it was kind of funny great. he says because i was told i would not do well in iowa i spent very little there a fraction of cruz and rubio came in a strong second great honor the media has not covered my long shot great finish in Iowa fairly. Long shot? You've been saying you're the best uh, candidate in history and leading all the polls right. for six months, and now it's a long shot. Um, brought in record voters and got second highest vote total in history, exclamation point. Um, I will be talking about my wonderful experience in Iowa and the simultaneous unfair treatment by the media later in New Hampshire. Big crowd. And then he ends it up with this one, which is, I thought was, was kind of, what, what does this mean? I mean, again, I, Donald Trump, who knows? But what's he saying here? I don't believe I've been given any credit by the voters for self-funding my campaign. The only one. I will keep doing, but not worth it, exclamation point. Awesome. So he's saying the voters aren't giving him credit for self-funding the campaign. First of all, he's not self-funding the campaign. He's not doing that. He is loaning his money, some money. He's loaning some of his money to the campaign and taking donations with a big donate button on his website. You don't self-fund your campaign if you've got a giant mm. donate button on your website. Mm -hmm. okay? Now, he is funding it more than anyone else. Of course, he's also the wealthiest of all of them, but he is absolutely spending more money, I think, of his own than probably anyone else. Maybe Carly Fiorina could challenge that. I don't know. Probably not. Um, but, uh, so he doesn't think he's getting any credit for self-funding his campaign, and he'll keep doing it, but it's not worth it. Yeah, it what, is that, what, is that, what do you mean? <laughs> he's just insane. And he's he's, he's going to start. So that, I mean, he's just going to start having a bigger donate button on his website, right? <laughs> the whole the whole website will just yeah. be donate 
Always yeah. go to donate.com. <clears throat> wow. Oh, he sucks. Uh, well, here's somebody who doesn't, and that's Ted Cruz with uh, what he said in his victory speech. God bless the great state of Iowa. Let me first of all say, to God be the glory. He mentioned God! Twice. Twice. Right in the open. Tonight is a victory for the grassroots. Yep. Tonight is a victory for courageous conservatives across Iowa yep. and all across this great nation. Mm -hmm. Tonight, the state of Iowa has spoken. And what'd they say? Oh, wait, yeah, that's they right. Said they Marco said Marco Rubio win. takes third place. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's what they said. A strong third! Uh, they said uh, Ted Cruz won, wins, but they're, they're, you just saw the guy who finished second in the foosball tournament on uh, Sunday night. <laughs> I think he'd rather win Iowa. <laughs> I think he would, yeah, and, yeah. and I'd rather have him win Iowa. Yeah. Triple eight seven two seven back. Also at the Sanders rally, they chanted, uh, "She's a liar." I don't know who they were talking about. Who? They didn't specify a name there. She, they just said she. All what women? A, un, is that what? The, is that what yeah. is this a, just an anti-woman rally? You don't have to be specific. <clears throat> wow. Uh, the room at Bernie Sanders' rally Wait. turned ice cold when Hillary Clinton's speech took over the televisions. The crowd booed loudly at first, then cheered when the sound cut out. <laughs> the sound soon returned, and Clinton was drowned out by further boos when she said, I'm a progressive who gets things done. It escalated from there. Chance of she's a liar took over the room before the campaign. Just entirely shut off the stream, cutting away from MSNBC entirely. And, I, you know, she is a liar. She, mm -hmm. Although she is a progressive, uh, she, she did speak the truth there. But she said she's also a reformer and she's, you know, got a proven record of reforming thing. What, that, what has she ever reformed? There yeah. was. There was. There was. Go the, ahead. Uh, yeah. What does she do? Oh, you know. No, I don't. Go ahead thing. and tell me. The. The, the specific. What did she reform? Health care did not you work know. with her. Hillary care didn't happen. Uh, what did she reform? The thing. That, You're pointing your finger in a circle. I don't know. Mm -mm. Hmm. Uh, it's a, a good case, though. I mean, it's the same case you could make for her, I think, as Secretary of State. Uh, mm -hmm. um, it's very similar to <laughs> watching her own supporters try to make that case. She reformed the way we rescue uh, Americans on in, in, foreign soil. Yep, which uh, is to not do it. Did not do it. We used to do it, and uh -huh. now we don't do it. <laughs> That's a reform. Not she, a good one. She reformed uh, the way uh, emails will be sent. Right, so she did reform both of those things. I mean, if you think about her career, it's really a big zilch, right? <laughs> I mean, let's be honest about it. She was married to a guy who, was, who became president. Right. After she got uh, elected to a deep blue state as a celebrity candidate. Yeah, uh, she became secretary of state where pretty much, uh, as she moved there, she didn't even live there. She moved there just because she went to a deep blue state to get elected. She couldn't mm -hmm. have gone to Arkansas or whatever and got elected to the Senate. She went to a deep blue state. She was, I mean, not a factor in the Senate, mm -hmm. not someone who did a lot in the Senate. She goes to Secretary of State. Every foreign relationship is worse now than it was when she started. Okay. She couldn't even freaking translate the word reset to the Russians. Holy crap. Um, and, you know, she comes out frankly. and then runs. And, and in between that, a disastrous loss 
where she had everything handed to her as mm -hmm. the pre first female president of the United States. She loses to Barack Obama. She's up by 30 points. She lost the election. And now she starts, she now goes to Iowa. She's up by 61 points, 68 to 7 against Bernie Sanders a year ago, That's and mm -hmm. winds up uh, supposedly winning. We don't even know if she's won. Right. I mean, it's still, well, there's still that could. one precinct is outstanding, and it could come out that Bernie Sanders wins the election. I mean, how bad is that? Very. By the way, I thought this was interesting as well um, when it comes to the Iowa result. You ever remember last year in Iowa when the non-establishment candidate on the GOP side uh, was able to uh, win? And we just didn't find out about it until, like, I don't know, six yeah. months after Barack Obama won. Mm -hmm. Like, we're like, oh, by the way, oh, nine, 19 right. years ago, Rick Santorum won Iowa. With oh, Hillary, it wouldn't affected anything anyway. Right. Don't worry H about Hillary it. Hillary Clinton. I mean, she's the winner the next day. Mm -hmm. I mean, this is like, there's like one vote separated. No one needs a recount. It's just she's got this thing wrapped there's up. Literally there's literally five, right? Literally five votes. Last, last I saw, is that delegate there were points? five delegate points right. separating the two Is that what they're saying, one precinct? Five. They don't have all There's one them. precinct there's no results from. Because yeah, um, I yeah. thought I saw where Bernie was complaining about other untallied votes as mm. well. I think it's that mm. one. Oh, okay. It's that precinct. It's just right. one precinct. So, yeah, there's some issue in one precinct. Interesting, but, though. Yeah, yeah. interesting. Um, she also has the most statistically improbable yeah. coin toss luck mm -hmm. yep. of all time. Uh, kind of a weird detail from uh, the caucus last night. Also in, dumb, by in, the way. This yeah. is a dumb I mean, this way is to end. Ridiculous. Freaking, it's so stupid. In six Democratic counties, the uh, ownership of six delegates was decided by a coin flip. When it's tied or whatever, they do a coin flip. What? You're, you're going to decide a U.S. election with a coin flip? Yeah. A single delegate... Uh, remained unassigned at the end of two uh, caucusing in two precincts in Des Moines, one precinct in Ames, one in Newton, and one in uh, West Branch, and one in Davenport. In all, in all six instances, Hillary wins the coin toss. Yeah, all six. And if he, if they had split it three and three, Sanders would have won Iowa. Wow. I mean, that's amazing. Wow. I like an investigation on the coin. I want to know that there were yeah. two-sided coins. Uh, yeah. Uh, seriously, something's kind of weird with that because that really doesn't happen. All right, triple eight seven two seven Beck. More patents do coming up in a sec. But look, in the meantime, uh, everybody, all of us want clean, great tasting water, right? But what's what's really the best way to to get it? To get good, clean tasting, fresh water. I know. Oh, look, you do. What you do is you have a, an overweight man wheeling a table. That's the best way. Ta-da! Thank you, Jeffy. Uh, this is the Alexa Pure right here. Yep, Alexa Pure mm -hmm. uh, Pro water filtration system. Now, uh, look, can you uh, can you get uh, you know clean water in your town? Mm -hmm. you maybe. Uh, and if you're in Flint, Michigan, I think the answer to that is no. But you can mm -hmm. always there's always impure there's always impurities and and God only knows what's going on in some of these waters. Oh, there's all kinds of stuff uh, like uh, parasites swimming in it. Like there's parasites. There's worms and there's creepy worms? crawly things. I don't all think there are worms. That's why I, I don't do tap water anymore. I don't, yeah. yeah, I know, and we've really become ah, weird. Blah, 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 blah. You, I mean, you know, no. you would have no problem drinking tap water <laughs> out of the Alexa Pure, though. That I can promise you. Um, yes. It is, uh, you know, a lot of the big, you know, popular water filters. They don't really seem to do much uh, at all. This one really does the job. Right, and that's why our friends at My Patriot Supply developed the Alexa Pure Pro. It's an innovative unit. Fits on your countertop. It looks really good, as you can see, and it removes up to 99.9999% of contaminants for just pennies per gallon. So 
Give them a call today. Yeah, it's, uh, it. it's easy to use as well. Visit blazewater.com mm -hmm. or call 888-895-7746 today. 888-895-7746 to order your Alexa Pure Pro, and it ships right to your door for free. Yeah, mm -hmm. it's, it's more effective than most common filters at a fraction of the cost, uh, of, of the long-term cost especially. Mm -hmm. So give them a call at 888-895-7746. Don't have the floaty things in your water anymore. I found a gerbil in my water the other day. And a complete so, uh, gerbil? Yeah. Or just a piece of a gerbil? No, it was a whole gerbil. Okay. Came right out of the You don't want that. Uh, really bad. No, don't you do, do not want that. Blazewater.com, 888-895-7746. It's mm -hmm. Alexa Pure. When our water heater broke down last month, it was a nightmare. It took five hours for the plumber to show up, and he charged us a couple of hundred bucks just to come out. And then it cost another $1,800 to put in the new water heater. By the time it was all said and done, I felt like I'd been taken. But what else could I do? The smartest thing you can do is get a home warranty from American Residential Warranty. Their home warranties pay to repair or replace all your major appliances when they break. And they will break. And at the worst possible time, call American Residential Warranty right now for free information on home warranties starting at just pennies a day. Don't wait for your refrigerator to stop running or your ceiling fans to stop turning. Call American Residential Warranty right now. Ask how you can save up to 50% on washing and dryer coverage. Just call 1-800-686-3910. That's 1-800-686-3910. Again, 1-800-686-3910. Call now. We have uh, the breaking news, uh, an announcement now from the headquarters of the Pat Gray campaign. Pat? I am uh, now declaring that I have won the state of Iowa. Pat wow. Gray is the winner in Iowa. I beat Ted Cruz Sunday handily. And, wow. uh, and so Thank Ted you. Cruz Thank won you. the election. I beat Ted Cruz. I am the Iowa winner. Now, you, I I, Iowa. I'm not seeing uh, them. I'm declaring them, it. The party's not saying it. It doesn't matter. I'm declaring it. I've won. Hillary's declaring that she won. Nobody said she won. She's declaring a razor-thin victory. Well, mine wasn't even razor-thin. I won like 10 to 4. I won by 6 points. I crushed. <laughs> 10 to uh, so, 4? Yeah. <laughs> what does that mean? Yeah. Um, 10 to 4. The foosball game was 10 to 4. Oh. And then 10 to 9. It was razor-thin the second time. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But uh, what a weird thing this Hillary deal is. She's just running around the country saying, I won. Yep. Well, no, nobody said you won yet. We still have to count. Mm -hmm. But this is, There's still a precinct to count, so how can you claim victory? Even it's with smart. all the precincts have not been counted, Pat Gray has still declared victory, victory in the state in of Iowa. Iowa. I'm to, still declaring myself the victor in you Iowa. You have this, uh, like, it's like, you know, I don't want to call it a hang-up. I don't mean to be disrespectful here, but you mm -hmm. have this, like, hang-up on uh, having a connection to the truth. <laughs> where Hillary Clinton yes. doesn't have that. Right. So whether it's true or not, you know, right. then it's a smart thing. Because if you just say you're, you're winning, people are going to say, oh, I guess well, so. Hillary Clinton won. I guess so. The razor-thin march, she's declaring victory. They're not saying she's declaring victory, but she has no basis of doing that. She's just saying it. They're just reporting it as she's declaring victory. So most people will hear that as, oh, wow, she won. And then tomorrow it, when it comes out that Bernie Sanders won, people will say, oh, wow, they took it away from Hillary? Yeah. Well... It's almost the they same thing. It away from it's almost the same thing that happened with Romney. Although I think Romney was declared the winner, but, but he just went around saying I won, 
And it was statistically, if I remember correct, they did report it's a dead heat. Statistically a dead heat. Maybe Romney won. I can't remember if he was actually okay, declared. I think he was. Initially, right? he might have been. Initially, so, he won. He wound up winning, by the way. Santorum wound up winning that election by 34 votes. Right. It was, it was 34 votes. Yeah. So, but, I mean, he won. He did so, win. But but he never got he never got no. the credit for that he never, he never, got, he never got, got the bump for that he, no. he didn't get any of yeah that. yeah he never got the bump and you know it wound up really hurting him obviously going forward because he wasn't seen as the winner uh, going into the next uh, races now look I he never want, really made it I mean really Gingrich was the guy who had seemingly had a chance to knock Romney off after that in South Carolina and then he couldn't and then you know he didn't win that so. yeah I I want after Sanders that. to win the nomination I do for the Democrats mm-hmm. I think let's have that discussion. Go ahead. Let's let's finally have it out in America. Are we socialists? Is that the is that the road we want to travel? Can you make that case, Bernie, that that's what the founders intended? Well, of course not. Of course not. And if if Ted is the nominee, wouldn't you love to see Ted have that discussion with Bernie Sanders? Let's have that debate. Let's have it out. I mean, Hillary Hillary might actually be almost open to it because she does absolutely proclaim herself to be a proud progressive. Yes. Uh, and that's the same thing. I mean, it's it's a socialist or well, a communist this, with this patience. Is kind of, uh, I was talking to Glenn about this last night. It's almost Overton windowish, right? Because Bernie now is is letting it be okay for Hillary to move farther left. Yes. And still be okay. Yes, that's exactly right. It's exactly right. It's bad. In a way, that's bad. a good thing for Republicans, though. I mean, you know, Hillary has had to stake out these far left wing positions um, to try to compete with Sanders. And, you know, when it comes to a general, maybe some of that will help. I mean, maybe. Yeah, I don't know. Maybe. I mean, I, do you have confidence in that? I, I don't have full <laughs> confidence in that. I mean, I'm hoping that America still chooses between so you can't have our founding principles oh. and socialism. I have no, con- I mean, seriously, <laughs> zippo confidence okay. in the country. Yeah. Remember, this is this is a guy. Think about this: the Republicans had the opportunity to choose between a great constitutionalist, a solid Republican candidate in Marco Rubio, or uh, an mm. insane person who can't mm. speak full sentences and uh, is uh, basically. Everything that the that you know constitutional principle stands against, and they almost chose that guy. Now mm-hmm. that's the that's the good team. That's the Republicans doing that. Mm-hmm. I mean, can you imagine what the Democrats would vote for? Seriously, if Joseph Stalin dragged himself out of the grave and walked in and signed up at a Democratic uh, precinct to run, he'd probably win, even if he was dead. Yeah, I think yeah. he might win. Yeah. I mean, it's just at this point, I put nothing past it. No. You've got 68 percent of, of the Democrats would be fine with a socialist as president. Forty uh, some odd percent describe themselves as socialists. I mean, that is it's so crazy. The, I, um, I was watching the uh, pre, the pre and this is how what a wonderful life I have watching the pre re, poll release announcement podcast of uh our webcast of uh, of the Des Moines Register. Hey guys, mm-hmm. you guys were watching that too. Oh my! God. Oh, Dude, uh, you're just talking about the man. The pre-release when they when they had a poll yeah, coming yeah. out, and mm. they pre they, they were doing a a, mm-hmm. a a panel about the results before they came out. I was watching yeah. that. You guys were watching oh, that too, right? I mean, they do gosh. that with every well, poll that they release. Don't tell me what I got. I have it on DVR. <laughs> oh really? So don't tell me. Don't help. Don't tell me. So what you DVR the web? Yeah, I did. Okay, that's interesting. Yeah. Um, uh, so I was watching that, and they were talking about this question where they asked, "Hey, are you cool with being, having a socialist as president?" Sixty-eight percent of Democrats said yes. And they said we'd like to compare this to past trends. Is this increasing? Is it decreasing? The issue is that never before have we even thought about asking it. Oh, wow. Like 10 years ago, we wouldn't even have considered no. 
asking this question. It was so absurd. And who set the stage for that? Who set the stage for all of this? Socialist Barack Obama. That's who? You're racist. That's who? Well, that's who, that's who created racist. the environment whereby this can exist. Racially it's racist. Really amazing. Mm-hmm. Um, also, the Bing search en- engine uh, examined all the data, and they decided they're predicting a big win for a GOP candidate in Iowa and the next three uh, primaries and caucuses. And that winner is, uh, well, like in Iowa last night, uh, Donald Trump. Except, <laughs> no. I mean, this is great because it shows you how unbelievably wrong these things can be. I will say, Hillary Clinton, the exact vote percentage she got, 50%. Yeah, they did nail that. They did nail that. I mean, that's exactly on the money. Yeah. Um, but Donald um, Trump, uh, you know, not so much. Not so much. Uh, Trump was predicted to have 40% of the vote in Iowa. He did not. He got 20. Was it 24? Yeah, it was 24. And he lost to uh, Senator Ted Cruz. So hmm. you can discount that uh, particular poll. Huckabee and O'Malley are both out discount, after Iowa. Discount them as well. Discount them as well. Uh, all their uh, campaign shirts in the discount <clears throat> bin. Uh, it is over. Now, okay. Huckabee is, uh, he, I mean, you know, Huckabee has his moments where he's somewhat relatable. I think in his little, uh, he said something to the effect of, I'm, I'm leaving because of illness. Uh, apparently, the voters are sick of me. <laughs> he said like that. I didn't say it's that. It's kind of a funny line. Um, and, and, and it's true. That's People funny. are just not interested in his brand of uh, nanny state, mm-hmm. uh, faux-religious mm-hmm. uh, progressivism. So it's not a good formula for the Republican Party, apparently. Who knew? <laughs> Um, you know, and I think in 2008 when he won, he, that's not what people believed he was. Uh, right. It, it took a while for people to understand who he was. Rick Santorum is not the same story. Um, first of all, he's going to continue, supposedly. He said he's starting a 46-county tour of South Carolina. Come on, Rick. Um, give it up, man. Come on. First Rick. of all, give it up. Dude. But second of all, it's not, it, it, unlike Huckabee, where it, he, he, had, he won either in a, 1% or 2% last night. Yeah, 1%. 1%. Yeah, they matched up at 1% of the bottom. Jeez. Yeah, and it's like, well, you know. It's it's difficult because unlike you know Huckabee runs he wins the state people over a, an eight year period learn who this guy is and they realize they don't like him mm-hmm. Santorum it's not really seemingly the case he didn't change his principles he wasn't outed as some big progressive mm-hmm. necessarily he just people were just kind of bored of him um, and they're just like ah eh, there's somebody else we like and more. over the years he said a few stupid things yeah yeah that have irritated me. Not as bad as, as Huckabee, though. No, 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 no. I mean, I wasn't a Huckabee guy even in 2008, to be fair. Right. But, I mean, I think a lot of people were, that have, and they've fallen off the bandwagon. Um, and that's the thing I will say about Cruz. You know, back, I don't know if it's, is it true anymore that you can, I mean, I'm sure it's, it is possible Romney did it. But uh, I feel like now if you have a run and you fail, it's harder. It used to be that was the kind of the thing you did. You ran, like Reagan ran in 1976 and came back in 80 and he actually won. Right. Um, you know, that used to be the way you did it. I mean, Dole mm-hmm. certainly was the same way. He ran like 414 times and lost, and they came back mm-hmm. and won. It's harder now. Like, I mean, I, I think the Santorum thing and Huckabee kind of leaned to that, where they, these guys weren't guys that just ran. They were winning states. Yeah. You know, I think someone a better chance of that is someone like um, a Scott Walker, who you could say potentially maybe because he got out early enough and didn't damage his brand by flailing around at 1% for a long time, maybe he can come back. But a guy like right. Santorum or Huckabee, I mean, it's, it is, it's over. And maybe Santorum, you know, I don't think Huckabee would do this, but I think Santorum, Santorum really wants to serve. I think Santorum wants to be serving in Washington. I could see him going back and winning a congressional mm-hmm. district, um, a, you know, a good red dis- congressional district, and mm-hmm. we'd be, you know, supportive of him in that race and, and hope he would win almost mm-hmm. definitely. Um, but, you know, it's just not going to happen for president for Rick. No, it's not. 
No, it really isn't. Um, and it was never happening for O'Malley. Uh, wow, his <laughs> his headquarters last night were really sad. Yeah, I, mean, it was like, I don't know what time he shut down every he shut down the the, the campaign. It was still open when they uh, showed that picture. But. Yeah, it, I think it was, and there was just nobody there. It was really it was almost sad. Uh, but uh, what wasn't sad was Donald Trump finishing uh, a distant second to uh, Ted Cruz and a distant two, almost, almost losing to to uh, Marco Rubio. And it could be because people realize um, his performance at the debate with himself yeah. was just not, <laughs> was good. not good. It's just not good. No, this is pretty funny. Yeah, this is great. Uh, here's Colbert showing the uh, debate between Donald Trump and uh, uh, Donald Trump. Donald, let's start with you. Your chief Republican rival, Ted Cruz, has attacked you for skipping tonight's Fox News debate. Do you believe your absence will improve Cruz's chances? I don't think Ted Cruz has a great chance, to be honest with you. He's a nasty guy. Nobody likes him. Nobody in Congress likes him. Nobody likes him anywhere once they get to know him. Okay, so no one, no one likes Ted Cruz. Mr. Trump, a rebuttal. I really do. I like Ted Cruz a lot. (laughs) Okay. All right. How do you feel about the people of Iowa and your chances with them? I love Iowa. We've done really well here. All right, fair, fair, very fairly stated. Mr. Trump, your thoughts. How stupid are the people of Iowa? <laughs> it's a good I bit. mean, you could go on, on and, and on and on with that. First of all, it was actually a good segment from Colbert, which, which he doesn't normally amazing do, feat. so I'll yeah, give him no credit kidding. there. Uh, second of all, though, one of the amazing things you see out of that is all of those quotes have been played on this show yeah. 65,000 times. Yep. If yeah. we produce that exact same bit, everyone would be like, you guys have played these a hundred times. We know this stuff. Right. This audience knows this stuff. And you, Stu, is the ringleader. I'm the ringleader, yeah. Pushing Trump hate. Exactly. But look at the audience and the way they react when Colbert plays it. He's had such little attention right. on these things that people are shocked. Wait a minute. He said something nice about Cruz and something mean about Cruz? <laughs> like, they're, like, amazed by this. I know. Yes. And, like, they think yes. it's a bit like, um, you know, the people of Iowa are stupid. That shocked that audience. It, it shocked them. They'd never it heard did. that before. Yeah. And that is, that's America for you right there. And it's why Trump uh, has lasted this long. Hopefully it's finally going to end. Um, but it's why he lasted this long. It's because the media has not done this to him uh, very often. Um, and, uh, you know, it's, it's a sad truth that it happens on the Republican side just as much. And we're seeing it here. But, I mean, this is the sort of treatment. Like, these guys, you know, this is why everyone, you know, and, and um, you know, Sarah Palin, I, you know, I don't agree with her on anything anymore, it seems like. But, uh, you know, back in the day when they were saying, like, you know, I could see Russia from my house. People knew that about Sarah Palin, even though she didn't say that. No. And the, the things that she was actually had actually achieved in her life, <laughs> no one knew anything about. A Tina Fey line. It was a Tina Fey impersonating. I can see Russia from my house. <laughs> no, that was Sarah Palin who said <laughs> no, that. No, she did not say that. She said never, that's... never said that. She said something she mildly said, similar she said, to Yeah, it. she said that her house and Russia are close or something. Yeah, I, she's like, you know, she said, yeah, she's like. Uh, she was good on 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 foreign policy with Russia because she's near Russia. Although that was not really what she said either. I mean, that was kind of like. That's the inference everybody right. took. And, right. I, and, and probably it was a bad answer from her. But what she was well, just saying was, like, you know, look, I've done a lot. You know, I know a lot about, uh, you know, uh, foreign policy. And she started listing off things. She's like, I mean, you know, I mean, Alaska's just, you know, 12 miles away from Russia. Mm-hmm. She, like, threw it out like that. You know, it's like one of those, Alaska's, you know, 12 miles away from Russia. Like, does that mean, 
anything, but they were talking to her about it's foreign travel. Yeah, and it's interesting because then the I can see Russia for my house became her line. It became it sure her line. Did. She never said that. Yeah, never it said. Sure did. More Pat and Stu coming up in a second. We did say that. Good we line. Did. We did say it's a good line. More Pat and Stewart coming up next. That no, is no, a good not line. Not I mean, not that's good. a pretty good line. I mean, it's okay. Pat and Stewart actually say it a lot. He did say it a lot. It's a little bit. It's a little bit kind of cliche like now. I feel like yeah. yeah. It's almost a crutch, if you will. And I think you will. It's Pat and Stu, triple eight seven two seven Beck. How is Jeb Bush polling in New Hampshire? Because here are your averages. I I just saw Jeb ad on TV, and if I'm Jeb Bush today, I'm not even showing my face. Right. I'm calling up the the uh, networks, and I'm saying, yeah, take the take the spot off. Isn't I, there a lot? Because they supposedly still have three like forty or fifty million dollars left. Yeah, but he's got three percent with the, all the money he's spent, and it's something like sixty million or more. Yeah, because um, uh, he started out with like one twenty, and now he's down to forty. Uh, yeah, fifty, I think. Forty or fifty. Yeah. So he spent a fortune, right? But and like, he's got and this is three percent in Iowa to show for it, right? Oh so my the, gosh. the point here is like, Oof. if you are a donor, let's say you put in a million dollars, five million dollars into the Jeb Bush account. Uh, back I want it in back. January of last year, right, mm-hmm. or February of last year. Don't you come to them and say, look, guys, I, I, this is in good faith. I mm-hmm. gave you this money. I, 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 know you got, I don't even think you did a bad job, maybe. But the bottom line is, is this isn't working this time. So, you know, can I have the rest of my money back? Why Can't you give me back the, the 2.5 you haven't spent? I mean, it's, it's unbelievable. Yeah, you, you do know. that, except, I, you know, maybe it's just that these guys are so wealthy that they don't care. It's like if, it's like if I give you ten bucks, am I really going to come back to you for that later? Cares Probably about not. Millions of dollars. I guess I don't know. I mean, I don't know. I, I think because they don't seem to do that. Though. I think what they really bought was not Jeb Bush presidency, but access to the the Bush family, access to all their resources, yeah. access to all their friends in Congress. Like, they didn't do yeah. this because they... I mean, I'm sure they probably wanted Jeb Bush to be president, but there's more that goes along with it. Even if you, even if he loses, you get to go, to go to the presidential library whenever you want. You get to get a meeting with some high-level ex- oil executive that you want to meet with. You hobnob at the parties. Like, you know, there's, a, there's more to it than just trying to get a guy to, to be president. Um, so maybe that's why they don't come back, too. And, and obviously, the, if you're a multi-billionaire, maybe you don't care that yeah. much about a million dollars. But um, here's, the, uh, here's the splits right now in New Hampshire. Now, what's interesting about this is that none of this is reflected. Has any of the Iowa no, – no poll results have come out since Iowa yesterday. Like, there's no – we're not, in about two or three days, we're going to get our first polls from, um, uh, po- from New Hampshire post-Iowa. Starting to factor in the pricing in the idea that uh, Marco Rubio did better than expected, maybe that Ted Cruz did better than expected, that Donald Trump did worse than expected. So right now we have Donald Trump average 34. Uh, Ted Cruz is actually in second in uh, by, on the average in uh, New Hampshire. Is he now, really? No one reports that. Nice. Um, you know, wow. Everyone says, well, it's not a state built for him, but he's actually in second place at 11.5. Um, John Kasich third, 11.3. Jeb Bush fourth, 10.5. Oh, okay, he's fourth uh, yeah. at 10.5. Marco Rubio, fifth at 10.2. After that, you got Christie at six, Fiorina at three and a half, Carson, three, Paul, three, Huckabee is out, Santorum at point three. Wow. So, okay. But, I mean, like, if you look at it this way, this is the... Jeb Bush finishes 
fourth or fifth you think he's done after I think New it, Hampshire? I, to me, he I've been thinking be. this for a while. You've got Trump. You've got mm. uh, Cruz, right? And you've got Rubio. Then there is a, another long shot slot for either Kasich, Bush, Christie, Fiorina, if you want to throw her in there. One of those. Carson. Yeah, I mean, Maybe. I don't think Carson's even in that group. I think it's one, there's one establishment slot that could come out of there. Right. So if you finish fourth, let's say it goes uh, Trump 28, Cruz 14, um, or, or Rubio 18, Cruz 14, and um, Christie comes up there and gets 13. You know, a, a quote-unquote strong fourth. Um, something like that. Maybe Christie goes on for a few more states and has a chance. Um, same thing. Kasich is the guy that people keep talking about because he's had uh, Kasich's had one poll at 16, which is the best number on the board outside of Trump. Um, no one else has hit 16 in uh, except for eh, Rubio hit uh, Bush hit actually 18 in one poll uh, a few weeks ago. Um, but it's not uh, one of those guys will come out. Bush seems to be the most likely one because he's got the cash. None of these other guys. Kasich and Christie have no money. Um, you know, uh, Fiorina has her own money, but that's it. Uh, you know, Bush has so much money. People are thinking eventually these ads are going to wind up paying off and getting a few percent. And in New Hampshire, at, he's in double digits. He's not he's not a zero there. Mm -hmm. So he's got a chance. If, if like if Bush comes out and gets mid double digits, like uh, mid teens, I mean, uh, he's got a, he's got a chance to go on for a few more states. He's got plenty of money to do it. So why not? And he'd obviously have a chance in Florida, you would think, especially if, you know, if he can kind of challenge Rubio. And become and win Florida, you know, he's in the picture. It's, it's still a ridiculous long shot, but he's not a zero percent chance. Trump is saying he's way ahead in Florida. Is uh, yeah, I he seen is. Any polls, uh, is he a, a really ahead? Yeah, way ahead. I mean, really? you know, first of all, you have a lot of uh, people who are. Jeez. Um, the hell, what is going transplants. on? Transplants. Yeah. You know, you have a lot oh. of transplants there, and also the polling is meaningless in Florida right now. <clears throat> yeah. You know, I mean, True. until you get past. Uh, to me, until you get past South Carolina, you don't even bother looking at Florida. Like, it's just, you can't, you don't, none of the, these things make a difference. Like, one changes the other. Iowa will have an effect on New Hampshire. Iowa will have an effect on South Carolina. New Hampshire will have an effect on South Carolina and mm -hmm. Nevada. And as it goes, those things will start to factor in, and it'll filter down to a smaller race. And at that point, you can start saying, okay, well, you know, this, this, there's, it's a three-person race, and you can sort of start to understand what's going to happen. But until this stuff shakes out, I mean, a 12-person race is meaningless. Yeah. You, you can't tell anything from it. It and really is impossible. When Cruz wins New Hampshire and South Carolina, uh, people are going to say it's a one-person race. And then it'll change dramatically. Really? Point. Yeah. Mm. yeah. So um, they go, it's, it's an interesting one-person mm. race. It'll be... It'll be yeah, no. Triple eight seven two seven back. Average in Florida right now. There's been three uh, polls over the past couple weeks. Mm -hmm. uh, Trump, 40. Cruz, 19. Rubio, 14. And then Bush at 9. Yeah, I didn't Wow. Didn't I, yeah, but still, though, I mean, that's Marco's home country. But, I mean, that's, you know, it's going to change. That's why you're saying it. It's going to change. Yeah. yeah. It's the way these things happen. Back in a second. Yeah. Uh, Pat and Stu, uh, big win for our friend Ted Cruz. 
Senator Ted Cruz, uh, who won Iowa last night despite all the polls, 14 of them in a row uh, leading up to Iowa, saying that uh, Donald Trump would be the big winner. And in fact, he was, he was up by 11 in one of them, maybe even more than that. Uh, he was up by a lot in most of those polls. Yeah. And yet Ted pulled out a four-point win last night. It's great. Uh, it it really good. was great, Pat. It was. I will say I would tend to agree with your analysis on that one. I mean, look at, look at these polls. These are the uh, last polls leading up to the debate. Uh, now, the last two were the most accurate, and they were the latest breaking. Um, Emerson College was probably the most accurate of all of them, which had, again, they didn't nail it exactly, but they had Trump 27, Cruz 26, Rubio 22. But, wow, even that one had Trump winning. That had Trump winning. But, I mean, again, Cruz, mm. they missed Cruz by two. They missed Trump by three. They missed Rubio by one. So yeah. they missed the order a little bit, but they were right there. Yeah, and Opinion close. Savvy had a, a, a closer race as well, which was um, 20 for Trump, 19 for Cruz, 19 for Rubio, um, and then had uh, Carson at nine, and had Rand Paul at nine, which he did not get to. He got to five. And I will, I, I will say this. It's difficult for the pollsters because so many people – we're undecided going into the into yeah. the day. For, and first, and you could also you don't know how they're going to break. You, you, even the entrance polls uh, are unreliable in a place like Iowa because it's a caucus. They can change their mind inside. That's that's the point of the caucus is to see if anyone changes their mind inside. Were so, they pulling them on the way in? Um, yeah, they did an entrance. This is and not was these Trump guys. winning that? Trump won the entrance uh, polling as well. Listen to these. This is the late wow. polls. Trump plus one. Trump plus one. Trump plus seven. Trump plus five. Trump plus eight. Trump plus four. Trump plus seven. Trump plus seven. Trump plus seven. Trump plus two. Trump plus eleven. Trump plus five. Trump plus ten. And then Cruz plus two. The last poll he actually led was the, and he actually of course won by four. Mm -hmm. um, was the KBUR uh, poll from uh, January nineteenth. So he had gone from the tw you know nineteenth all the way to the end of the month without Jeez. winning any polls. That is amazing. Um, it's really hard to pull the ca a caucus like that. I mean, it's it, like you, we could say that all the polls failed. It's freaking hard to do. I mean, mm -hmm. to get that right. Um, but it, everybody missed it. You know who got it right? The Cruz people. Yep. Their internal polling. Yeah. Their internal polling was they dead believed. on. Yep. Dead on. They said, exactly right. uh, they said, look, if this is uh, the kind of turnout, they, they said if it's record-breaking, we're fine. Record-breaking, though, means 125,000 to about 150,000. That was record-breaking enough for them. They said, at that point, we, we will win by eight. We win handily. And I said, what's handily? And they said, eight points. And I said, okay, what if it's over that? And they said, well, from about 150 to 200, we're okay. And I said, what does that mean? Eh, we probably win from three to five points. Mm -hmm. I, I said, really? So if it goes up to 200,000... You guys still are predicting victory. Yes. Now, what about over 200? He said, at 200, we believe we're dead even. And at about 230, Trump wins. Like, it's, that's exactly what happened. Mm. I mean, these guys knew what they were doing this time. Yeah, they've, uh, they've got a good, uh, a good crew. I'll tell you, too. I mean, the technology they're using is really it's a, impressive. It's, impressive. Um, it's you know, We got to take a look at some of it. It's yeah. unbelievable. Yeah, I mean, just what they're doing when they're walking around to houses is amazing. They, they're able to see, you know, which, you know, where to go and everyone, like, if you have, like, 100 people walking in a neighborhood, they can all look at an app and see who's visited already so they don't bother the same people. Let me just put it this way. They know what you had for dinner last night. Yes. They know that. Because they're, 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 they're looking they're watching at, you. They're looking at your trash. They're watching They're, you. they're going through they're, your trash. Yeah. 
and they're figuring out what you ate last night, and then they're going to come and discuss it with you. <laughs> That's what happens. And if you eat the wrong thing, if you eat a bunch of fatty foods, uh, they're going to cut cut your back a little. What, what do you think they would find in your you know. trash, Jeffy? What do you, would they find that you ate some fatty foods? You think? <laughs> Why would you would they find anything but fatty foods? Mm, is kind question. of the question. Hmm. There's but, good food uh, in their trash. Yeah. Okay. There's what? There's good food in our trash. Right, because you throw out the stuff that's healthy. <laughs> there's no, there's no unhealthy food in your trash, because you ate that. There's wrappers for unhealthy food, but there's no unhealthy. Food. No, he eats, he eats the wrappers as well. So there's, okay, there's no food in the trash. <laughs> you no you eat all the food. Yeah, he eats it all. So. We can, and even things that aren't really food, you eat. So like styrofoam, for example, is not food. And I saw you eating it the other day. Yeah, it's not food. Who said you can't eat that? I mean, the manufacturer is pretty clear that it's not edible. He oh, yeah. ate three of his own fingers the other day because... Uh, a little honey and ketchup on yeah. that styrofoam yeah. is good. Triple eight seven two seven Beck. There's more patents, dude. It's Wait. inevitable, and it's uh, coming up. Is, is there a thing that you put honey and ketchup on? Uh, styrofoam, yeah. Good. Really? Yeah, try some of that. Sounds pretty good. It's uh, Pat and Stu. We're excited about uh, the very beginning of our, uh, the first installment of our nine-part series on John Cleese today, which begins today. We're uh, happy to be able to bring it to you. Here's part one. <laughs> Wait. <laughs> okay, it's not a nine-part series. Well, we um, have an interesting interview with him. We, we didn't actually interview him. No, we didn't interview him, but we have an interesting but interview. But we have one, yes. And uh, John Cleese, I, I mean, I love John Cleese. from. Uh, He's funny. Monty Python being the biggest thing, but he's always funny to me. Yeah, he's been in a lot of movies besides Monty Python. Monty Python, right? Yeah, but yeah, in the series. But yeah. of course, and all those all those movies, and of course, uh, he was in some of the Bond stuff too, wasn't he? For a while, he did. So he was. I think was so. He the gadget guy. Yeah, he's cute. In, uh, yeah, mm -hmm. in the uh, in the Bond some of the Bond movies, and uh, he's a good actor, he's, funny I mean, comedian, long, you know, great career. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, yeah. Um, so here he is talking about uh, political correctness. John Cleese. I'm offended every day. For example, the British newspapers every day offend me with their laziness, their nastiness, and their inaccuracy. <laughs> but I'm not going to expect someone to stop that happening. I should just simply speak out about it. You know, and sometimes when people are offended, they want somebody to just come in and say, right, stop that to whoever is offending them. And of course, as a former... Um, Chairman of the BBC once said there are some people one would wish to offend. And I think there's truth in that too. So the idea that you have to be protected from any kind of uncomfortable emotion is one I absolutely do not describe, uh, subscribe to. And a fellow that like I that. helped write to um, books about psychology and psychiatry, he was a renowned psychiatrist in London called Robin Skinner, said something very interesting to me. He said, if people can't control their own emotions, then they have to start trying to control other people's behavior. Mm -hmm. Wow. Mm -hmm. That's uh, 
Uh, that's a powerful statement. I like that. I like that a lot. Um, I don't know if, you know, because obviously Cleese is no conservative. I was just going to uh, ask, what is his, I don't know his political yeah, persuasion. You know, not conservative. Mm. Um, but what I would, what's interesting about it is like a lot of these guys who are old time Hollywood guys mm -hmm. were uh, involved in a lot of a different kind of <clears throat> censorship right mm -hmm. like it, now we think about political correctness being this thing where like you can't say something honest or you can't say something that you observe because you know you can't say uh, you know you can't have microaggressions against someone when you n notice something about their behavior um you know and and all that is it's all targeted at conservatives now you know and there was a time where the news cycle said that it was people like al gore and others who were censoring music and censoring um movies and saying you couldn't have certain type of uh, uh, of content so the, a lot of those guys went through that i mean obviously cleese the bbc went through it um from the government they were censoring and wanted to censor his his performances um and and his, and you know his art Mm -hmm. And so they still hold on to that, even though mm -hmm. now it's really switched to the other side, where it's not because, you know, back then it was like, well, you can't swear. Well, you can't, uh, you, you can't, that, that's too offensive. Um, well, now it's just a different thing they're censoring. They've decided to turn their guns on, well, you do something that's offensive to others. And a lot of these guys seem to hold on to that little piece to of their it. credit. Yeah, yeah, to their credit. That's Absolutely. nice. Yeah. That's nice, because a lot of uh, progressives and liberals are not consistent. That's being consistent. If you didn't like it being done to you, uh, you shouldn't like it being done to others, right? Mm. On the other side. Interesting. Um, yeah, isn't that kind of a... Yeah, that yeah. would be nice. Wow. Um, here's part two of uh, political correctness can lead to 1984. Not when you're around book. super sensitive people, you cannot relax and be spontaneous <clears> because <throat> you have no idea what's going to upset them next. And that's why I've been warned recently, don't go to most university campuses, because mm -hmm. the political correctness has been taken from being a good idea, which is let's not be mean, particularly to people who are not able to look after themselves very well. That's a good idea, to the point where any kind of criticism of any individual or group can be labeled um, cruel. And the whole point about humor, the whole point about comedy, and believe you me, I've thought about this, is that all comedy is critical. Even if you make a very inclusive joke, like, mm -hmm. um, how do you make God laugh? Answer, tell him your plans. Now, that's about the human condition. It's not excluding anyone. It's saying we all have all these plans which probably won't come, and isn't it funny how we still believe they're going to happen? So that's a very inclusive joke. It's still critical. All humor is critical. And if you start saying, oh, we mustn't, we mustn't criticize or offend them, then humor's gone. With humor goes a sense of proportion. And then as far as I'm concerned, you're living in 1984. Yeah, that's really good. There you go. That was really good. Um, you know, it's kind of interesting, though. I, I sort of disagree with him on the... He's talking about the good kind of political correctness where people who can't defend themselves. Is that a good kind of political correctness? It's yeah. uncomfortable speech. Mm -hmm. It's speech that makes people feel a certain way, just like everything else. Like if you're making fun of handicapped or whatever, yep. um, should you lose your job? Should you be drummed out of society? Or should that be protected as well? Because the only kind of speech that needs protection is the kind that is unsavory mm -hmm. to people, right? Right. 
Yeah, I think there's I, no reason to protect something that that nobody has a problem with. Yeah, because Glenn has made this point before as well, um, where when you know in the '90s he, you know, oh, well, I want to be nice to people too. Well, I guess I can call him handed capable if that would be better. Yeah, and it's understandable. First of all, the the, the fault of that is it, it only asks, lasts one generation. So whatever word is bad um, in the 1990s, um, and you, you say, okay, we're never going to say that again, um, and we change to a new word, well, then that word won't be able to be said in the 2000s or the 2010s. There's always, that word always becomes bad eventually. And we've seen that happen uh, and that's over, happened over and over and over, over, over again. And I think there's a little bit of a, the only thing I would disagree with in, in, in there, kind of on what you're talking about, is it's not, it, it's not, I think what he's trying to say is it's not a good idea, it's good intentions. There's intentions behind that for many people, not mm -hmm. everybody who p promotes political correctness, but many people are like, I just don't want to hurt anybody's feelings. Yeah. You know, if that's going to help them feel better that day, why wouldn't I do it? Um, and you realize over time that what happens is you're, you're setting a long-term path to what's happening now, um, where, you know, you, yeah, I've got good intentions, but the, you know, that road is paved with them, sadly. Mm -hmm. And it, you wind up having a situation where, you know, you're hurting speech. You're, I mean, comedy is is in many ways being destroyed. And comedians who were on this bandwagon for far too long love to criticize how bad uh, you know, conservatives are and they're all awful people and we should always trash them and blah, 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 blah. Well, now they're getting bit by the obvious uh, you know, uh, resolution of what they've created. Which is okay. Look, I'm gonna, you know, I want to live in a society where everyone makes fun of conservatives because whenever they say something a little bit out of line, we're gonna beat up on them. Well, when you say something out of line, now you get beat up on, even if you think you're liberal and enlightened. Mm -hmm. You know, how many times have we seen this? I mean, Jonah Hill was one example of this, where he used a slur to uh, to to uh, against reporters who were following him, um, and he said, you know, he said he used some gay slur. You know, not in a mean. The guy wasn't gay, I don't think, the person who was following him, but he was just using it in that derogatory way. Um, and, you know, he got it all beat up on it. He's on, on TV shows apologizing for it. The guy, as far as I know, is not homophobic by any means. Uh, he considered him, he's a liberal. How could I possibly be homophobic? Well, you know, in reality, first of all, he can be. And many uh, progressives mm -hmm. uh, were the, among the most stringent racists in American history. But again, like, it's a ridiculous standard. You know, no one in their right mind thinks that this guy is an anti-gay activist. He's not, he's not on white supremacist websites trashing people who are gay. But it became such a deal because of the fact, you know, that you live in a society where you're not allowed to say anything anymore. Mm -hmm. And I'm glad someone like John Cleese, who's an <clears throat> elder statesman when it comes to comedy. I mean, if you yeah, ever watch awesome. the, um, there's a whole series on Monty Python where it's just going through from beginning to end the whole series and them talking about it. Like what, ha what was that going on behind the scenes? What bits got shut down? What they said they could say, what they couldn't say? How you know how the mm. relationship among each? I can't think of the name of it off the top of my head, but it's re you know, I, I'm not a I wasn't a huge Monty Python fan necessarily. Like I liked some of the stuff they did. Yeah, but me too. it's historic comedy. I mean, it's it is. Yeah. You know, they're legends, and to watch that sort of attention to each little thing that happened throughout that process is really interesting. And they all are thinkers like that. It's not just like hey, we're funny guys. They all studied comedy and lived it and realized they didn't just put a little bit of thought hey I think this is funny why is it funny they all went through that process and you could see he has thought about that everything is critical and that, oh, yeah. that's a really just interesting observation aside from the political correct nature yeah definitely um, you know what else is interesting um, 
is the fact that Barack Obama has taken America to new new heights. Oh, uh, really? Yeah. In, yeah. His, in his almost eight years now, he has done such a great job that we've oh, gone from just six in uh, the freest economy in the world to all the way down to, or I mean, up to 11th. So the so number we, got a lot bigger under him. And so we went from uh, just a six. Look at net where we are now. Now we're nowhere in the, t in the first 10 there. We're clear up to 11 uh, in the freest economies of the world, which and, is better, and right? higher is better, right? Higher is better okay. in this particular uh, category. But would you rather have it's not like golf. Let me ask you this. Would you rather have $1 or $11? Thank you. I'd rather have 11 Thank Would you. you rather score 11 points in football or 6? Right. You'd rather have the 11. Right. If you get the 11 and the other team gets 6, you win the Super Bowl this weekend. Mm -hmm. Am would I right? You, it would be weird. I guess a, a field goal, a two-point conversion, and a touchdown, you're going to get to 11. Yes. Mm -hmm. Now, I'm not saying how you get to Three that field point. goals and a safety. Okay. You know, it could be that. It could be that. It could be that. Uh, a touchdown, an extra point, and two safeties. I'm not really concerned about how you get to it. <laughs> okay. Again, yeah. let me emphasize, I'm not really concerned <laughs> about that aspect. Okay. <laughs> I mean, this is this is something four, we four talk about all the time. Well, that would be that would be that would strange. be cool. That's never that would be strange, but it'd be, it'd be kind of cool. <laughs> it would be kind of cool. Kind of a boring game, maybe, but uh, cool nonetheless because of the 11 to six final score. Anyway, economic freedom declined in the United States uh, in 2016, matching the lowest score it's ever received on the Heritage Foundation's index. Index ranks uh, countries on 10 metrics that measure four pillars of economic freedom, rule of law, limited government, regulatory efficiency, and open markets. Every country's uh, economic freedom score is graded on a scale of 0 to 100. U.S. moved up one rank from 12 to 11, actually. Yeah. Um, but the economic freedom score dropped. So somebody else did worse than we did. That's why we moved up a little bit. The U.S. received a score of 76.2 last year. This year, we're down to 75.4. Lowest it's achieved since 1998. Under well, who? Um, oh, let me think. Bill Clinton, mm -hmm. another Democrat, yeah. another progressive. Really stunning. U.S. ranked sixth uh, when Obama took office. Now we've fallen to 11th. We're, we're behind Hong Kong. You probably saw the list. Singapore, New Zealand. Switzerland, Australia, Canada, Chile, 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 Ireland, Estonia, and the UK. Good golly, that's unbelievable. Mm. Come on now, that's embarrassing. Sure we're behind. We're behind Chile in in economic freedom. How is that possible? A third-rate, third-world South American country. Whoa. Estonia. I mean, I can kind of understand Estonia because it's a former Soviet, Soviet bloc nation. So, you know, I, I'm sure they appreciate freedom. But, uh, yeah, that's true. And then they have some, uh, you know, they've done a lot of things there that have actually freed up that system pretty dramatically. Um, by the way, we do have some breaking news. Um, uh, officially, uh, Hillary Clinton has been named the winner of Iowa. Oh, wow. That comes now from the Democratic Party. It's not just her saying it anymore. Okay, uh, so, so that has it is a deal now. It is a deal. She can actually, she can say, actually it. say it with some credibility. She's been saying it anyway. She didn't give a rat's ass whether she could. She just did. Mm -hmm. But now it's official. It is official. Okay. Uh, also, breaking news. What was the final uh, score then? We have final a, score? Six to nine. No. No, I don't know the score. I don't, I don't have that information. I would have given so it, it was probably it was probably probably stated it was very about close. 49 8 to 49 6. Yeah, something like that. Ish. 
Um, the uh, Blaze is reporting as well that the national debt has surpassed $19 trillion for the yes. first time. Yay! New hype. Another big number that we were able to score. Our own, our own Fred Lucas uh, asked uh, Josh Ernest about the uh, $19 trillion debt. <clears throat> and uh, Josh responded with the margin we're concerned about is percentage of GDP helped by reducing deficit. Right, because mm. don't bother me with the actual number because that's doubled that's too under big. us. That's too big. Don't bother us with that. We're trying to tell you that we're lower than our really horrible, 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 horrible other years. Okay. Okay? Okay, so don't bug me, kid. <laughs> okay. You and that whole blaze thing you're doing, you know, why don't you take a hike? Uh, 888-727-BECK, 888-727-BECK. we got to tell you about a great company, and it is called Go. Solar energy. And it's affordable now, thanks to Go. Yeah, the problem with this is when you get it, you're going to be $19 trillion in debt. It's not That's true. That's That is not true. You don't even be $19 in debt. In debt. Not even $19. Hmm. And here's why. Would you like me to explain this to you? Well, if you're going to tell me You the get truth, to install sure. it for $0. Nothing down. $0? $0 okay. out of pocket. All right, let me just fill in the details. It's going to cost you $19 trillion more on energy when you mm. actually get the energy from the panels. Not unless, I'm trying to think of the, not unless your energy prior to this was $80 trillion. <laughs> really? Okay. okay. <laughs> they're going to save you 20 to 30% on what you're currently paying. So if you're paying... You know, in the multiple trillions, uh, tens of trillions of dollars, then, you know, they might be able to get you down to nine. If this were true, clearly there would be more than five or six people who had the, the, the That's service. That's true. And, and there are. And, we, and, and we're satisfied with it. <laughs> Over 60,000 satisfied customers? Oh, Is wow. that, that's, that's a good answer. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, so, anyway, they also have the best warranty in the industry. Think Go, uh, one of the biggest residential solar companies in America. Yeah, they have 60 local, over 60 lo local offices. Uh, so everything you need from maintenance to customer service, it's all right near you, and it's, it's easy to get done. Find out if Go is available in your area with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Power your home affordably with GoSolarWithTheBlaze.com. Check it out now. Ah, this is great. We're learning some things uh, here. We're learning some things, learning some manners from the British, uh, I guess. Um, Sky News has produced a hard-hitting documentary that uh, shows uh, today, apparently, how um, American police officers are getting lessons in how police in the U.K., avoid shooting violent suspects good you know and it's not going to do any good because these cops here are so racist so desperately want to kill black people that i don't i don't think any amount of teaching is going to help mm -hmm. do you Stu? i mean i come on they just want to all they want to do they wake up in the morning and think oh if i could just if i could just shoot a black person 
Right? It's, it's a big I mean, thing. Isn't that what I mean, they're doing? Look, that's police work. Okay, <laughs> that's you know, police work. That's what you do in America. It's you know? not not in other parts of the world, but <laughs> no. here, every every other place. That's what it's all about. I will I say this: just shoot a black guy today. Not all police are bad. I don't want to make anyone believe that. It's just all people, uh, police in America are bad. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. Else, oh, we don't want to say because the UK obviously they're teaching us how to be better people. Right. And you know it, it's, it's I right think, there. I think it's, it's right there on the right there, right there on this show prep, right there. I will say this: um, say you it. know, it's not say it. It's it's ridiculous to say that cops mm-hmm. wake up every morning going out to shoot black people. Except they that's will, what's happening. No, well, let me clarify: they All will right. shoot any minority. Uh, oh, no thank reason. you. It's not just black people. <laughs> they'll shoot women. They'll shoot uh, Asians, children, uh, children, anybody, unless Hispanics, white males. They will Hispanics. Not shoot. They'll shoot midgets. They don't care. No. As long as it's a person who's different than them, they'll go ahead and kill it. In fact, I think... Uh, right? Did yeah. you just put the new Dallas Police Department bumper sticker on your car, Pat? It said, if I could just shoot a minority. Yes. <laughs> Dallas PD. Yeah. That's probably not a good one. You might want to pull something one today. <laughs> uh, we were at um, one of the rallies so in bad. Iowa, and a guy comes up to me, and he's like, hey, you know, we watch the show all the time, and, you know... And he's like, I just, he goes, he said to me, I just want to thank you. You know, I'm a, I'm a police officer. I just want to thank you for, you know, really looking at these uh, police incidents and, like, actually trying for to get real? to the bottom of them. And I'm thinking to myself, think mm. about the world we live in. Mm-hmm. That right. he has to come up to somebody and thank them for taking the police uh, yeah. seriously and at least looking in to see if they're the actual truth about the, an incident. Because that's, that's the world they live in. Now. have sure to is. thank people for now. Yeah, it's bad. Where that used to bad. be the acceptable. I mean, you should do that not just with police, but with everybody. You should always try to find what their true story is. Well, except for black people. You don't want to look into it. <laughs> Again, I don't think... Right. I don't think you're. That's uh, why police want to shoot him. So that's bad. true. They do want to shoot him. <laughs> um, let's uh, watch some of this uh, video. This is from it's Sky so News. So ridiculous! I can't take it anymore. Look, here's is, more of it. You're yeah. going to show us more of it, aren't you? I am. This is part of part, right. part one of our 44-part <clears throat> series of uh, UK police trying to teach US cops. We've been excited about this for a while. <laughs> The knife one, he's getting shot. Right? I mean, that guy's getting shot. Yeah. He's getting shot. There ain't no, he's getting shot. Look at this. They're, they're dealing with it. He's got a machete. Look at the distance. Look how close they are. And he's coming at them with a machete. Look how many. There must be 20. White police officer accused of murdering a black man. A white South Carolina state trooper opened fire on an unarmed black man. More outrage in St. Louis. Police shot and killed a black man. 134 people were killed by police in the U.S. Yeah, well, and two what, were what a bad. Freaking yeah, exactly. misleading! What a oh misleading headline that is. Eleven and yeah, right. How many of them were righteous shoots? Right, and, and but by the way, that's in the ninety percent. Oh, well, it's over. way yeah. over that. It's there was a study of this. More. Washington posted a study of this fairly recently. It's yeah, well yeah. over the ninety right. percent area. I mean, are all the guy they show that is hit with the nunchucks or whatever the guy's got as the cop? The guy walking at him isn't armed. I mean, the people here are going to be armed most of the time. If not with a gun, with a knife, with something, and you're not going to just whack him on the head with a nunchuck. 
Are you? I mean, Silly. that seems ridiculous. They said, um, the Washington Post study, I remember, said, I think it was 60 or 70 percent of the people who were shot and killed by police officers uh, either fired back or were holding a gun, pointing it at an officer. Um, uh, and there was another, you know, I don't know, 10 percent that had other weapons, knives and, or whatever. Um, you're going to get shot. I'm sorry. Yeah. If you bring out a gun and you point at an officer and you take a shot at him, I mean, should that even count? If you get shot back after that, yes, of course you're going to get shot back after that. And by the way, the same thing would happen there. I mean, if, they, if, they had, if, if a police officer has a gun and he's in uh, Scotland and they go after him with a, a gun and start shooting at him, he's going to shoot back. Yeah. And then Unless he's an idiot. They had 20 guys surrounding this person with a machete in Scotland. We, I, I didn't even see the outcome. What was the outcome of that? Guy's got a machete. Look how many people there are around. And he kept coming after people with a machete. You're not going to shoot the guy with that? Are you going to let him jam that machete through your skull? Right. What are you supposed to? What the heck? I, oh, that's just madness. You're going to ask him to put the machete down sir, nicely. Sir, please put the machete down. Come with us. Sir, I'm going to ask you. A, and then the machete's through your skull. And it's over. <laughs> it's just ridiculous. Led by Chuck Wexler, a former hostage negotiator with the Boston PD. Officers traveled across the Atlantic to see how Scottish police take down violent criminals without using deadly force. The point of producing the documentary was to show how America can lessen the number of suspects killed by officers if the police were to employ different techniques, some of which include using shields uh, and vehicles for non-lethal protection. That's funny because we'd think as the country that houses Captain America, we would understand how to use shields. And right, we yeah. don't. You know, right. we don't. We really don't get trained on shields anymore. Um, and you're throwing them, um, the boomerang style for them to kind of come back to you. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, we need to teach that. Why, you know, why don't we do that? Where is Captain we? America to teach uh, our officers? Why don't we? They, he is yeah. not even around. He doesn't even show up once every couple. Of you years. know what else we could do in this country? We don't. We don't deploy enough force fields. Like oh my god, we have no almost you know, done. almost yeah. done. Turn on your force field. Yeah, and of course, and, and nothing can penetrate that. You could you shoot a bullet into it, and it won't penetrate. I will say uh, the force field so. thing. I'm I am kind of behind uh, because a lot of energy, a lot of emissions on that, a oh, lot really? of emissions uh, tied to force fields. Okay, so people don't realize that. I mean, the it, you know you go back to even uh, if it saves lives, not worth it. That's not oh, okay. No, it's the earth. That was a stupid question. What's what do you prioritize more, like human life or the earth? No, 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 Gaia. Hello, of course. Duh. Duh, Ralph. All right. Triple eight seven two seven Beck eight 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 seven two seven B E Z K. All right. Apparently now Washington Post uh, has a new section and it's dedicated solely to feminism. Oh, good! Yeah. Yay! Yeah. It was launched this month. Has contributions though from both male and female writers. New wave feminism is described as this, Stu. Mm -hmm. uh, and Please I love explain this. It to me. This project explores how young women are taking a decades-old movement and making it their own. Their expression of feminism is more an embrace of individual freedoms than a shared struggle against oppression. More an online sprawl of dialogues than a political mission led by activists. So far, the section has explored female superheroes in movies and the ramifications if they were allowed to be feminine. Mm. Other articles cover mansplaining. Yes. I when men mansplaining. say things, they should be killed. <laughs> really? 
when men say <laughs> when men say things, well, yes, they should be killed. Is your uh, yes. point of view? Like uh, not everything. Like okay. if they say I'm leaving the country, you can let them leave. Um, if they say oh. I'm about to commit suicide, you can let them commit suicide. All right. But if they say anything else, they should be shot. Wow. Uh, it's a strong stand. <laughs> it's it's okay. the right stand. So right. don't let anybody mansplain. Well, how do you know? Like, for example, if you don't shoot a man who's speaking mm -hmm. or moving, uh -huh. right? if you just let him go, right. who's to say he might get on a subway and, and manspread, taking up <laughs> 11 to 15% of your seating area because he happens to be a larger individual and you're a smaller individual and can fit in a smaller space? It's not it's right. It's not okay. It's not right. It's not okay. <laughs> no, it's not. No, it is not. Stop. Can you imagine how much space Jeffy would take up if he were to get on public transportation? Because <laughs> he'd be more than 11 to 15 percent, I'll tell you. <laughs> In all Holy seriousness, though, cow. how can feminism be a big thing at this time that we're not allowed to think about gender? I don't know. I don't understand it. How can we have a new feminism section when we're not supposed to notice anybody's gender anymore? Right. right. I didn't think gender was even real. It's, a, it's an artificial construct. Thank you. I'm so sick of people... All they want to talk about and notice is race. Race, race, race. Can we stop focusing on race? Can the black people have their own section here? A safe space. They just need a safe place. People yeah. have their own section mm -hmm. here. Mm -hmm. It's unbelievable. Can the women have their own column right. here? And we need to break down barriers. But if you let one of these bastard Hispanic presidents become, uh, uh, actually lead this country? The Cubans. We oh can't let gosh, the we Cubans. Cannot Cubans let that happen. Happen. No. Cannot More Patton Stew is coming up in a second. Fortunately, they're, they're all white. So, all people. so, Jeffy, have you ever, I mean, when you get on a subway, does it tilt? Yeah, you just got to think. You have to You don't have to think. Oh, okay. You're saying when you spread out, kind of like, I remember you doing this on the train. You would really do it. You did the man spread out. Because he would sit down and, like, his, his computer, his arms really wide, trying to, like, take up as much space as possible. It does work. It's, it's a good, good tactic. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu. Uh, hi, we're uh, we're here, and uh, apparently all the uh, uh, the candidates are are now starting to uh, filter into New Hampshire. Some of them kind of skipped, I guess, uh, New Hampshire or Iowa altogether, like John Kasich, because he knew he wasn't going to do anything yeah, there. Exactly. What did he finish at two, two percent? Yeah, like one or two. Um, but so you know, Rand Paul only got five. And yesterday we talked to him on the on radio, and he said. Oh, hey, Surprise a lot of people. Mm, I don't think you surprised anybody. He's I mean, five percent. I'm not surprised. I thought he did. You know, look, not well. Obviously, I, I mean, but for recent polling, it wasn't terrible. Uh, let's see, his Iowa polling was, you know, two, two, four, five, four, nine, three. His average was four point one, and he got four point five. So really, it was right around the average. Didn't yeah. really surprise anybody. <laughs> That's kind of what I said. Yeah. I'm, I'm great with you. I, yeah, okay. I agree with you. Yeah, Unlike right. Marco Rubio, his final average 16.9, and he got 23. Yeah, so he outperformed. Um, Cruz, final average 23.9, got 27. What was Bush's uh, final average? Uh, Bush, final average 4.1, got 2.8. Huckabee, final average 3.1, got 1.8. That's why he said bye bye. To mm, bye bye. Rick Santorum, final average 1.1, got one. Right on the end. Way to go, Rick. And you see a pattern here. Everybody. Way to go. Everybody under Rand Paul 
all underperformed their polling. Because, you know, you're in that situation mm -hmm. like, all right, well, freaking Chris Christie's not going to win here in Iowa, so I'm going to bail and go to somebody else. Mm -hmm. um, Rand Paul outperformed his polling. Ben Carson actually outperformed his polling. He was 7.7, .7, got 9.3. Um, and then Rubio, Cruz, um, both outperformed, and Trump underperformed his polling by about four points. Nice. The difference, really, in the entire race. Cruz was up by four, Trump down by four. And you know who did and that? There it is. Why? Because we campaigned there. That's why. That's right. Us. Remember all those tweets I sent out yesterday? Mm -hmm. If you're right. at World of Suit, you saw the 150 quotes or whatever we sent from Donald Trump. Booyah! That made the difference. Booyah! That was the reason. It had nothing to do with Ted Cruz's principles. It had nothing to do with his uh, dedication to the Constitution. It was oh, us. Oh, he wants to take credit. Yeah, he does. For that. but He does. Everybody knows. And I will say, probably the biggest thing, and we have not talked about this, because you know we can joke about us going there and, and winning for Ted Cruz or mm -hmm. his principles, which mm -hmm. are obviously important. Biggest thing, though, is that we held Jeffy back. Mm -hmm. If Jeffy went, he Cruz definitely would have lost. We thought about bringing Jeffy in to, to campaign for Donald Trump mm -hmm. um, because then he would have lost. Fortunately, we didn't need him. That's didn't. why we didn't we didn't have to bring him because he wouldn't the, have got up in the plane anyway. The fuel because the fuel alone and the boost that you need it justifies the loss the, of physics. The, the, it does. It does. Mm -hmm. well, it does. It's, and, and no, in, in a lot of ways we're exaggerating there. I mean, you can get Jeffy off the ground in a plane. The problem is you need to land and refuel every like eight to ten minutes. Yeah, and that's just to keep it in the air. It's just it's impractical. impractical. It's impractical. That's so. all. We're not saying anything. It's not about physics. It's just no. you're just no. You're it's just it's too overweight many is what we're kind of saying. It's easier. It's faster to drive. Mm -hmm. It's kind of the issue because you have to keep stopping, refueling, then taking off again. And it's like you're stopping at every airport on the way. You know. Stu seems to be saying there that you're a fat guy. <laughs> no, I, I got that. No, 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 no. I don't know if you, I, you know, I, I appreciate you trying to help, help walk me through it. Yeah, I'm just trying to help you understand what but he's, what he's I, going I, for. I, I Does he get it? it out. I don't think he gets uh, it. Do you get it that you're... No, I figured no. it out. Okay. okay. He's a smart fat guy. All right. <laughs> um, so there's a uh, another guy that maybe not as smart mm -hmm. uh, who's trying mm -hmm. to uh, figure out how to bury himself in an environmentally friendly way. Really? Um, and that's smart because... Because I, there's I, there's nothing after that. It's just it's just smart because I can't come up with a reason. Okay, um, but maybe he can uh, tell you. Uh, it's uh, called suiting Dennis. Watch. I'm Dennis White. How are you, Dennis? I Dennis. Nice to meet you. Primary progressive. I never thought about death until I was diagnosed. Dennis the first person who's asked for a green burial? Yes. Wow. Wow, he's right. I don't know exactly how he found the mushroom suit, but I don't think it was until he told me that JR was actually coming to the house, I was like, wait, <laughs> I guess I have to catch up here. Mushrooms are actually really amazing toxin remediators. What is better than this mushroom for helping to remediate and to really rethink our way of death? It just really surprised me how open Dennis was about working with the suit. His family members, I got the sense that they weren't quite sure for themselves that it would work for them. Do the mushrooms actually work? Is it actually anything going to happen? In some respects, dealing with the logistical things, I think, is a way that I cope with it without having to deal with the emotional half. I figure there'll be plenty of time for that. Suiting Dennis. So he's wearing a mushroom suit, so he, he decomposes, dies? I guess, uh, in, an, in an environmentally friendly way. Oh, what a weird thing that is. It's, it's a weird thing to focus on in your last days. Yeah. You know? Hey, I won't be a yeah. burden after I'm dead. Uh, you know, when, when you're put, placed in the ground and you 
kind of decomposed. You're not much of a burden then, mm. even. So I wouldn't mm. worry about it. Mm. Um, in fact, most people aren't worried about it. Even when they're not going to die, they're, they're alive. They're going to stay on the planet, not worried about it. New poll out, 91% of us in America not worried about the global warming bull crap. But just the 91%. Just 91%, though. It's not okay. above 91%. There's 9%, fully not, not quite fully 9%, but not around 9%. So it's less uh, than nine. Of Americans that are incredibly concerned about it, like this guy, Dennis, apparently, who's going to be buried in mushrooms. How weird. What would that do? How I does that it, help? I mean, are they saying essentially that mushrooms would eat you? Well, you're going to decompose anyway, and the worms will eat you. What, are they going to eat your bone structure, too, and your skeletal remains will be gone? Or who cares? What does know. that do for you? I don't know. Man, I don't know. Are your bones hurting the earth? I don't think so. We joked about it before. It's like, you know, Weird. Um, wow. putting human life above the earth right. is bad. Right. And when so, hey, you know, if you're going to die, you can't hurt the earth. Stupid. Uh, it is a strange thing. Now, by the way, that poll was a YouGov poll of 18,000 people in 17 countries. Found only 9.2% of Americans rank global warming as their biggest concern. Only Saudi Arabians were less concerned about global warming at 5.7%. <laughs> Um, what was the, uh, do they have the biggest one in here? No, they don't have it anywhere. Global warming ranked as the, at the bottom of a list of Americans' environmental concerns. Only 32% say they worried about it a great deal. That number's even too high. Let's be honest about mm -hmm. it. You're talking about 0.8 degrees over a century. Um, it should not be that big of a deal to you. And, yeah. you know, again, none of this has happened since uh, uh, 1998. There's been no warming in the best satellite measures. Um, you know, because they have, mm -hmm. they're like, oh, well, we've got a thermometer. Uh, and that one says it's warmed uh, 0.1 degrees, but the satellite, which has, says that it's not warmed, is probably wrong. The satellite's wrong, but your surface stations are right? Is that really the case you're making? And why do you have to keep adjusting them all the time? How are you figuring out exactly how 1980 had a different temperature than you thought it did? Yeah. How exactly is that process working? Hmm. Why have you said that it was warmer back in, uh, or cooler back in 1980, and you found that out, what, 20, 30 years later? How exactly did you do that? It just, it, it, you know, there's a weird thing. It almost seems like a scam. And look, you know, the, as, the, as the globe uh, warmed 0.8 degrees over a century, I'm fine to accept that. Whether the, what, what is the cause of that is obviously a, a really the debate here. It doesn't matter if it has warmed or not. It matters of what's causing it. Um, and I would say that uh, industrial progress is the type of thing uh, that actually helps solve problems created by bad weather, uh, by uh, ch climate change. Um, you know, these, the, when you have um, things that can make buildings safer and uh, things that can uh, you know, maybe help a lot of these uh, problems along, things that can feed people in ways that have, they have never been fed before, um, you know, uh, cheaper ways to um, bring medicine to people and all of these things that are wonderful and all part of capitalism are the things that they complain about, uh, mm -hmm. are all the things that they bitch about and say are so awfully and, uh, awful and terrible. I'm not surprised only 9% of people um, think it's the biggest concern. I mean, mm -hmm. it, it's just that that number is, is even too high. Yeah, oh, by, by a lot. But the good thing is um, we're only going to spend, because of this... Uh, UN Paris Agreement we just had on the global warming situation. Yeah, yeah. That's only going to cost $15? us fifteen dollars. They say upwards of it could be as high as sixteen and a half trillion dollars. So that's not bad. Um, we're, we have we're that sixteen point five trillion dollars. That's not even to double our debt. But that's only uh, that's between now and twenty thirty. So you, I mean that's still a bargain.
You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, it's not like that. I mean, that's 14 years. To spend $16.5 trillion. over a trillion dollars a year. So what? Shut up. You know, there's a species in uh, the Central African Republic, uh, mm. Central African Republic, um, that is uh, not, it's not, it's not endangered, mm-hmm. per se, um, but there's like four less right now than there was uh, 30 years ago. Oh, my God. Um, and that's mainly because of, well, a bunch of them just got run over by a big SUV. So, do you? Is that not worth a trillion dollars to you per year? Yes. Is that to one save little them? trillion? Yeah. Um, I don't know. Is one a high number? It seems like the first number you come to, Pat. Uh huh. Does is one. It? Yeah. Uh, one. It's not high at all. Trillion dollars. It's not high at all. Uh, it's like the, it's the first number you come to when you're counting. Hey, uh-huh. kid, learn how to count. How do you count? One, two, three. One is the first number the lowest mm-hmm. possible number that's above zero it's also the loneliest number you can ever do thank you two can be as bad as one that is even the loneliest number since the number one uh so that's a really good point i know really right <laughs> it was strangely worded it was almost like you were being like <laughs> lyrical with it or something no not at all you know what is amazing too even if it cost a hundred trillion but you save the cave-dwelling Paiute trout. Isn't it worth it? Yes. Because, yes. uh, you know. Yes. What if they, Thank I you. mean, then you'd only have the regular Paiute trout. Right. The one that doesn't and live I'd in the cave. And I really miss the cave-dwelling Paiute uh, trout. I will be honest with you, I hate the one that doesn't live in the cave. I, I, do, I do, too. There's but the, like the cave-dwellers, man, <laughs> I'm really partial to them, and they're having a, a tough time. That was a real one, too, the cave-dwelling Paiute yes, trout. Yes, it was. That's why well, I've been well, so hung up on it for so many years. And what was it? It's do you actual, remember what the actual pro- uh, issue was? It, with it? I it was do like not. A big development point. or something. Yeah, and they wanted to stop it. Yeah, because of potential of the cave dwelling Paiute trout. Yeah, it was. I think it was a, even a water issue for okay. for farming, and they stopped it. And so they put the the cave dwelling Paiute trout over the people that lived in the region and wow. needed the water. But don't worry about that. Don't worry about it. Well, when you say people, was it like? Jeffy type people? No, it wasn't even Jeffy. Mm. So, no. Because I, I would put the cave dwelling. Well, yeah, okay. obviously. Obviously, but it wasn't him. So. Yeah. Oh, we love you, Jeffy. Just <laughs> kidding. <laughs> All right, more patents do coming up in a sec. No, we were just saying how uh, any stupid yeah, fish we'd like more than, um, you know, animals that people just eat because they find them delicious. <laughs> we value more than more. That's all we're saying. It's nothing. Don't worry about it. Didn't say that Don't worry about it. Nah, I'm oh, sure no. probably. I mean, yeah, yes, we did, but everyone knows. No, still, some people didn't hear it. It's Pat Stewart, Triple Eight Seven Two Seven. Back. It's gonna shock stun and amaze you. In 1989, when Disney finally released The Little Mermaid, critics praised this new modern heroine. Unlike her predecessors, Ariel is fully realized, a fully realized female character who thinks and acts independently, even rebelliously. Mm. Roger Ebert wrote, the New York Times called her a spunky daredevil. And yet, in one respect, The Little Mermaid represented a backward step in the princess genre. For a movie centered on a young woman, there's an awful lot of talking by men. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. How many times have we said it? Mansplaining mm-hmm. gotta stop. Mm-hmm. Gots to stop. So, 
Uh, in Disney's Modern Princess movies, men often speak more than women. Oh, my gosh. Mm -hmm. The movies uh, from the 90s were especially male-dominated. Domi uh, look at Snow White, though. 50% of the time, uh, men spoke. Can you imagine allowing a man to speak, speak half, the time? half the time? In a princess movie? No. Bastards. Cinderella, over 50%. Sleeping Beauty's approaching 75 uh, let's see, women to men for Little Mermaid? Oh, my golly. Oh, my golly. What is that, 30% maybe mm. women? 70% men? Mm. Beauty and the Beast, even less than that? Aladdin. Aladdin, oh hardly any. There, I mean, there's almost no talking by women. It's so weird. These movies about a oh uh, historic period in which women were not even allowed to leave the house don't have a lot of women speaking roles. <sighs> Thank heaven for these researchers to oh find God. out this egregious error. Uh, what were the right. new ones? Can we see that uh, graphic one more time? Um, I wanted to see the, the what a stupid, ones. stupid, and then, you stupid, know, stupid problem. Is well above fifty percent. Tangled is above fifty percent. Yeah. Uh, Frozen is almost fifty percent. Um, and, and I'm pretty sure "Let It Go" was kind of the big hit song out of that, and uh, it seems like that's a female singing it. Let it go, let it go, let it go. My daughter just sings it Tangled, all the time. Tangled, great movie too. Yeah. What is? Tangled. It's Rapunzel. It's basically Rapunzel. <laughs> Tangled story. is a great, great movie. movie. Did I, I hear those movie. words come out of your mouth? I love that movie. It's like Rapunzel. Okay. It's Rapunzel. Yeah. Yeah, it is Rapunzel. Mm -hmm. That's great. Okay. Also, there's an outbreak of female vampire-like attackers in New Zealand. So be on the lookout for this if you're going to New Zealand. A number of people. <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're casting a wide net of potential audience right now. Yes. If you're going to New Zealand and in danger of vampire watch female, out. Yeah, watch out. Watch out. People have been injured during a series of vampire-like biting attacks on New Zealand's. Now, this is only on New Zealand's North Island. Don't worry about it in New Zealand proper. You're okay. But if you're going to the North Island, near New Zealand, I this mean, could be an issue for you. Who's going to New Zealand proper anymore? It's all North Island That's now. true. That all is true. North That's Island. why this is such a valuable warning. <laughs> Over the past two days, a woman was accused of biting a man's neck so hard, her teeth cut through an artery, while another woman was arrested after allegedly chomping on a woman's ear. Stuff.co.nz reports the two incidents on Saturday and early Sunday were unrelated. It's a fight between three females, and during the fight, one of the females has bitten another one's ear and drawn blood. She hasn't bitten it off, but quite badly, so she needed some medical attention. Wow, this is horrifying. Just horrifying. <laughs> Barely continue. I, I've never understood the. I mean, I guess everyone, there's always these phases that everyone goes through. Like vampire movies were big <clears> for a while there, mm -hmm. and, and but like they tried to make them into sexy vampires. It's like I don't understand the sexy vampire. I, I don't either. Like so, someone, someone's gonna bite your neck and take all your suck the blood out of your neck. That's not sexy. That actually mm -hmm. seems painful. And gross. And kind of gross. Yeah. I, I don't it, during some kind of ex escapade like that, a romantic interlude, if you will. I don't want blood flowing out of my neck yeah. or necessarily any other place. Yeah, that's fair. You know? uh, Jeffy, um, <laughs> your, uh, your entourage. Are they trying to uh, make this part of the uh, Zika virus? Related to the Zika virus? Yeah. I don't think so, Jeffy. Well, okay. um, just... Other viruses could easily be spread, I would assume. Um, man lost so much bread, uh, blood taken to a local hospital, serious condition. Oh, no. um, uh, thirsty whale bar owner. Now, this yeah. is the, the bar is named the Thirsty Whale, which is a pretty solid name for a bar, I would say. Um, 
Uh, Chris Sullivan said the fight took place early hours of Sunday. We've never seen these people before, certainly not locals. It's a very nice area. And, you know, look, that's what everyone in the North Island says. You know, I, I, I they're liars. You, I was going to tell you this. Every time you go, you're on Airbnb, you're like, oh, I'm going to stay mm. in the North Island. They're all going to tell you it's a nice mm. area. Uh, <laughs> yes, they are. You know, mm. I would say follow up, you know, do your research because a lot a of, there's a, first of all, a lot of vampire attacks there. Yeah. Um, but secondly, as we've just documented, uh, it's, it's very hilly. A police, you're walking up hills oh all the time. Oh, my gosh, yes. <laughs> a police spokesman uh, said earlier in the week another person was bitten. During a family violence incident? No. It's a little bit weird. That is a little bit weird. Mm-hmm. Not a lot. Not a lot weird. No. But yeah. it's a little bit <laughs> weird. Bottom, bottom mm-hmm. borderline of weird. Yeah. Like, there's a lot. Stuff, almost everything's weirder. But yeah, it's but just, it just touches, it grazes weird. Yeah, a little bit. You know, just a little. All right. We'll see you tomorrow. Um, bye-bye. Bye-bye.